The twisting, tumultuous tunnels terrify your timid mind. Every echo exacerbates the dread, draining your energy. Dreary and exhausted, you drum on. The blistering heat beats and beats. Sweat slips silently past your brow. You think you must be getting closer, but the holes worry you. All around are split-off routes, three feet across. Too tiny for you, but you've heard the stories. Swarms of some insect-like creature that walks on sides and can cut through rock with ease. You press on. The promise of precious potteries and metals makes the march marginally more mild. You notice the chittering first, the sound bouncing around the cavern, then the skittering of limbs on stone, and suddenly, you're surrounded. A stream of silvery-scaled bugs swarm from the small sections. The small is still strong enough to slice through solid stone. You turn to retreat, but the exit's been cut off too. 10, 15, 20 of these creepy critters crawl towards you. Your vision gets filled with a moving mass of mayhem. All they see is a snack. Welcome to Keepers of the Monster Guild. I am Cole. I use whatever pronouns you want. As long as you're talking about me, that's all that matters. And if I was a fruit, I'd be a nice crisp apple. I can't eat apples. They hurt my tummy. But hi, I'm... What? No, no, no. You don't just get to gloss over that. We can talk about... How do apples hurt your tummy? I don't know. Are you... There's something about them. There's certain fruits that like hurt my tummy, and that's one of them. Like I can't eat bananas; those hurt my tummy. Can't eat. Are you allergic to them? I don't know. I think, I think they have a certain type of sugar in them that my tummy doesn't like. But something about like apples and bananas, all the cheat fruits essentially, I can't eat, and it's really unfortunate. And bananas. Can't. You don't like to eat 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 apples and bananas. I. Peninis, maybe that was bad. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'll move on. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Machamello. I use she/her pronouns. I don't remember if there was anything else there. There was something about fruit. If I was a fruit, I'd be a plum. A plum. A plum. I really like plums. They're very good. I. They're slightly sour, but the pit's easier to remove. They're like the better option. Two and a half. No, not but what is it? Peach. Pear? Peach. Peach. Say, I don't think I've ever had a plum, and like yeah. I, don't, I haven't had most of those. Like not even like even not even exotic fruits, but just those like not your apple, bananas, oranges fruits. The the uh, the second tier of fruits, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Like plums, peaches, pears. I don't. I don't eat those very often. Have you had a peach though? Um. Like in your I know life. I've eaten like a whole. I know I've eaten a whole pear. Okay. I honestly, it's 50 50 if I've eaten a peach or not. I know I've had like peach pie at some point. Close enough. Or like peach cobbler, but that's. It's basically the same said. thing, just with more sugar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was a kid, I really liked kiwi because uh, it was in our school lunches all the time. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you had. They never offered that to me. Also, when you eat kiwis, do you eat them with the skin on? 
I don't eat the skin, but like I won't peel the skin either. I'll just like take a spoon and scoop out. See, my husband eats the skin of those and it makes me very uncomfy because it's like fuzzy. The more I learn about Austin, <laughs> the more I'm convinced he's an alien just trying to blend in. You know, this has been a thing for my whole life. Like either he's an alien or he's a Russian spy when we were like angry at Russia. Have you seen the trend on TikTok? Not even trend, but like there's been a thing recently I've seen on TikTok a few times where uh, wives will ask their husbands how often they think about the Roman Empire. I saw that this morning and I sent it to him and I was like, oh, I know all about this. He's like, yeah, I it's think like, about it daily. And I'm like, I know. It's like, I know Austin answers, <laughs> would answer that so high. I honestly, I don't think I think about it that much. I Maybe like every other week, just by relation of like, how often I think about Percy Jackson, maybe, but <laughs> honestly, I respect that answer. <laughs> it's only like secondary. It's never like the, my primary yeah. focus. I think he thinks about it like every day. I definitely believe that. I believe that 100%. Anyways, today we're talking about uh, Kruthix. Is that how you say it? Can you say it again? Kruthix. Kruthix? Kruthix. I like uh, it. Kruthix. I, I, I guess you could go Krothic if you were not. Yeah. I like yours better. Kruthix. Yeah, we're talking about Kruthix. Kruthix. Uh, I learned nothing about, I knew nothing about this before I started doing the research for it. And they have like a lot of uh, fun lore. Not in 5th edition, because 5th edition gives us nothing. Uh, but 4th edition had a lot of stuff about them that was really fun to learn about. Okay. And there's really cool to talk about. So we're going to do like an overview of just kind of uh, what they are. And like just like a broad overview. Then we'll go into their history and their life cycle and everything else. I'm here for it. Um, so, Kruthix are uh, chitin-covered reptiles that hunt in packs and nest in sprawling subterranean tunnel systems. They uh, become more horde as they advance through their life cycle, so every time like, they molt, they have a chance of just like mutating kind of in different ways. Um, but all of them have at least certain shared characteristics, characteristics, which are, they vaguely resemble like a canine covered in plates of thick, thick silvery chitin. They have six limbs, the front two and back two, are have size on them to help them cut through uh, like metal and rock and stuff. And the middle ones are the ones they use for like actually like hand type of stuff. Okay. Uh, so they're kind of like praying mantises, but yeah, very praying mantis eye with like really gross unhinged snake jaws with a bunch of sharp teeth. That's terrifying. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, the legs are composed of like bone and silvery steel scales. Um, and then in addition to those acting as weapons, they also are like the means to travel. They are also the uh, the Kruthix main sensory organ or organs. They are, the limbs are able to detect vibrations within <laughs> 60 feet. Interesting. Yeah. So they're kind of like bats with sonar, kind, but not really. I was thinking more like a mole or worm or like things like, like can like detect earthquake type of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first thing I thought of, honestly, was Toph from Avatar. Yeah, kind of. That's, what, they that's have, what these uh, are. Yeah, they got that tremor sensibility so they can see things within 60 feet. Um, their reptilian head is a large, is mostly large serrated mandibles, and the armored plates protect their neck and back. Uh, they are attracted to sources of heat, such as like dwarven forges and pools, of and they carve out the layers as close to such locations as possible. And as they burrow, they as they burrow through the earth, they leave behind tunnels, which is like the only evidence that they are kind of nearby. Oh. Um, they will also like make use of any pre-existing chambers that, and they'll like bring those into their hives as well. 
Okay. So basically they have like a tunnel network kind of like ants. Yeah, they are like praying mantis ants that are coniferous. Can, wait, what do we mean by coniferous here? They uh they will eat anything. They oh. eat meat. Is that what that word is? Coniferous, yeah. Car Carnivore? Carnivorous. Carni I was hearing yeah. like like coniferous, like the trees. Oh, yeah. No, they are not trees. <laughs> Carnivorous. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> got you. Got you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the broad overview. Um, how they were created, though, is very fun. They were created in the Nine Hells by a uh, tiefling combining a burrowing insect with a scythe, with a scythe, cl scythe claw drake. Oh. I'm going to re-eat all of that. Uh, <laughs> They were created by a tiefling in the Nine Hells by combining a burrowing insect with a scythe claw drake. And they were originally meant to be siege weapons. Oh. Hence their ability to just kind of like cut through um, large areas yeah. of rock and stuff. That makes sense. Uh, They're basically like the drills to go through the walls. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they quickly like the crew that were not controllable and quickly kind of turned on the people who created them. Uh, so they were pushed out from the Nine Hells towards the Underdark, where they mostly live now. A fun side fact about that, though, the uh, tiefling who created them was executed due to how problematic they were in the Nine Hells. <laughs> no. Why do I feel like this is like a common thing? Someone's just like, hey, I made this thing. And then it turns <laughs> yeah. around and then they're like, let's just throw this in the Underdark. That's their problem now. Mm -hmm. Well, sort of like a kind of same thing that Displaced Beasts, like Displaced Beasts were made for a purpose and then they were not controllable, so they got pushed out of the Fey Realms. Into the Underdark, who would have guessed? <laughs> There's a theme here. Don't go to the Underdark, all the scary, terrible things are there. Unless you're into scary, terrible things. Yeah, the Underdark is where we, it's like the, uh, nope, gone. It's not it's here. Gone. It's not here. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like the fact that they were like created for to be siege weapons, and then the guy who made them is like, "Ah, oh, you're dead now." Yeah, it's a bad time. Maybe don't make these things if you don't want that to happen. It's a good idea, though. I mean, I mean kind of. If you can control them, it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you it's hard to control them. They are. It's hard to control something that can like cut through most things used to contain it. Yeah. This like, is when imagine... we need the uh, Minotaur. Yeah. It's like imagine you were trying to contain Ezio, but he can just cut through your walls. Honestly, we're about there. And get into all the insulation and eat all that. I think he's definitely eating some insulation at this point. I believe it. He I has yeah. he's a special kitty. He's a special boy. Okay. Uh <laughs> so they have three stages of life. Uh, they reproduce once a year by laying like about six egg eggs, six gray eggs about the size of like an adult human head. And they, those will hatch within about a month of them being laid. The hatchlings are the size of a small dog, but could like easily tear people in half still. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the uh, the tiny like hatchlings are typically harmless. They rarely stray far from their nest, but they and they primarily feed on uh, Ophal, which is just like uh leftovers from other animal meats okay. and uh or each other they will feed on each other oh yeah cannibalism i yeah. love that uh yep within a month the survivors will become young kruthik which is like the first one that's mentioned in the monster manual mm -hmm. uh which are large enough which are large enough to hunt and defend themselves they are uh small sized in the monster manual so like less than five feet tall but still big enough to hunt and feed for themselves 
Uh, young Kruthik may have wings, but they can't really fly with them. It just kind of gives them more of like a glorified hop than anything else or like a glide type of ability. It can't, they're not, they're never good enough. You are muted. Uh, they're never big enough to fully support them like their own weight. A super jump, if you will, is what I yeah, said when I was jump. muted. Uh, then it takes about six months of steady eating for the young Kruthik to reach adult size. The natural span of adult Kruthiks is roughly seven years. So kind of, short lifespans overall yeah. um the adult kruthics though can grow large spiky protrusions on their legs and they can like fling those like daggers oh. or spikes uh, at the enemies that like they can't reach they have like, a ranged attack i hate that it's fantastic i love the idea uh of them just I, 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 yeah it's just like a, i love the idea of like something it's like porcupine-esque but like porcupines can't like launch their quills they just have quills but if they could that would yeah. make them that much more dangerous i love the idea like people who like have weapons or like creatures that have weapons that they can like fling off at will mm. like we're back i, I, feel, I feel like, like a are... lot of monsters don't have that like ranged capability and so if you if you have a ranged character you know fighting these it gives them an upper hand initially but if they can throw it back mm -hmm. i respect that yeah and they grow they them back yeah okay. it just grows back okay. uh Trying to think of like if there is any animal that like does something similar, and I don't think so. I'm thinking of a lizard's tail. That's all I can think That's, of. That was one I was thinking of the lizard's tail, or like there's like the it's a frog or a fish or something that like shoots a very like powerful jet of water at people. Yeah. Like a bullet shrimp thing. I don't know about that. Oh, it's uh, I don't know if it's a shrimp or a mantis from like water man or something. It's like a thing that punches so hot fast it like boils the water in front of it. Oh. I don't remember what it's called, and I'm going to look it up because I have ADHD. Uh, Nature's hardcore. Shrimp thing that boils water with punches. Thanks, Google. Mantis shrimp. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a mantis shrimp. It uh, strikes so quickly that they set their surrounding water boiling, which produces destructive bubbles that quickly collapse. Oh, they look so cool. They're so colorful. Yeah. They are terrifying. Why are they so cool? <laughs> but like they, they punch so quickly. Time out. Uh, I need to send you this photo because it made me laugh. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Nice. But yeah, I imagine something like uh like that is like the closest we have IRL. I don't know if someone knows a different creature that like launches its own body parts at things. Um, please let me know. We need to know about this. We need to know about IRL examples. Yeah. So uh, Kruthiks are live in a hive and they are ruled by a hive lord. When a hive lord dies, the surviving members of the hive will abandon that layer and search for a new layer. When a suitable location is found, the largest, the largest Kruthik in the hive undergoes a metamorphosis, forming a cocoon around itself and emerging several, several weeks later as the new hive lord, which is a bigger, smarter Kruthik with the ability to spray digestive acid from its maw. Uh, the Hive Lord claims the largest chamber of the lair and keeps like several other adult Kruthiks around it as bodyguards kind of at all time. Mm. I think that one of the fun things, though, is that despite being like Hive creatures, they don't have a Hive mind, per se. I just wrote that as a question. I was so ready <laughs> to ask you that. I was like, I have a good question. Bam. <laughs> uh, they do communicate by like skittering, uh, chirping and like uh, pheromones. Okay. Uh, it, they have their own language called Kruthik. That's a reason. So, yeah, they did a good job yeah. with their naming. <laughs> but they but they aren't like actually hive-minded creatures. Oh. However, they will all obey the hive lord 
regardless like of their own safety. Interesting. Uh, so they're very like social loyal creatures. Oh. Um, and then if a hive is big enough, it can support multiple hive lords. If like the colony is big enough too, you can have more than one hive lord in a single hive. In that case, though, there's like a tier system. You have like yeah. the, you have whoever was like the original hive lord is the main hive lord, and then all the other hive lords enter to him, and they will all control mm-hmm. their own. Little, so basically, like, like they have districts. Yeah. Mayors, and then the the president, or, if you will. Or like a yeah, like military chain of command where you have like your commanding officer yeah. and then like battalion officers or whatever. That's a better example than mine. Yes, <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, all the same, basically, really. Basically, um, if two hive lords from opposing hives meet, though the lords uh, or two hives from opposing hives meet, the lords of each individual hive will fight without any assistance from the rest of the hive, oh. and then the winner will eat the hive lord that they defeated and then assimilate the rest of the hive into their hive. Classic mantis action. Yeah, you know, more cannibalism. It's it's just part of their culture. They're it's monsters, fun. it's fine. They're they're very like Yeah, it's just cool. It's just like they have a whole ecosystem about them and all this fun things that I just never knew about. Yeah. I didn't know who these things were. I had never uh, heard of it before this. Like he sent me the photo and I was like, those things look absolutely terrifying. Well, they look terrifying. But now I want one as a pet, even though it's bigger than me. That's a terrible. Uh, that's a terrible idea. I know you want to have something that will murder you, and that would yeah. do it. That would do it. Well, like for uh, reference, the young Kruthik are small monstrosities. The adult Kruthiks are medium monstrosities. The Hive Lords are large monstrosities. They are huge. I hate that. They are big boys. They are at least fifteen feet. So they're three machas in scale. Three machas. Yeah. That's a lot of machas. The Hive Lords are three machas. I use myself as a unit of measurement all the time. You know, it's convenient when you are just five feet tall. Five foot one, but close enough. It's it's convenient I'm basically, when you're five I'm, feet tall. I'm basically five foot tall. That's how I measure things as, <laughs> as if I am five foot tall, because that one inch doesn't do anything for me. Fair. Um, when they are hunting, they will heavily rely on like swarm tactics, and you will. It's unlikely you'll run into any less than three. If you are going up against young ones, it's more than likely like six to ten no um and if you do just happen to find one and it seems to be like trying to run away or like trying to it might be just trying to like lead you to where more are and they'll surround you on all sides coming up from all those tunnels around you oh yeah do they like stray very far from their tunnel systems when they are migrating to new ones yes so (laughs) typically how they work is they'll find a place that seems to have a decent amount of resources for them they will start making like a temporary home type of thing and they will live in that area until they eat through all the resources and then they'll just go find a new place. They're actually like, they're very nomadic in all oh. things considering. Interesting. Yeah. And we'll actually fun. The fun thing about that is, uh, yeah, they're very nomadic. And like when they are migrating, they are typically drawn to places with like supernatural energies. So places with, like strong magical powers or close connections to other realms, especially like ni- the nine hells. Uh, and adventurers have discovered that they are that migrating uh, high, that the migrating crew thicks are typically drawn to these types of places. So some adventurers have figured this out and will like use them as a type of like dowsing rod to try to find fun and interesting places to explore. Interesting. That's kind yeah. of a cool, <clears throat> a cool mechanic. Yeah. Uh, the crew also will like be okay with uh, like stuff like constructs, elementals, oozes and undead around their hive because there's like those are things that they can't really eat. And they will even like use some some of those creatures to like uh, guard their guard their hives and their nests. So they kind of work with those other creatures. I wonder how they make yeah. the uh, 
the connections of like these aren't gonna mess with me versus uh, these are dangerous you know you know i think it's more so as like it's kind of those things like you'll see animals living together it's like yeah they're not gonna fuck with me i don't gonna fuck with them type of thing that's fair that's fair yeah and then a fun thing about like their combat is like since the young Kruthix don't have range attacks like the adult ones they have to rely on melee con- a combat mm. whereas the adults can use either melee or ranged but it's more likely that they'll like pick whichever one that they're most comfortable with and only use that regardless of the situation because they're just not smart enough to like know when to switch uh, the hive lord on the other hand has the intelligence and wisdom to know when it's best to use like either ranged or melee huh. and uh and also has like that uh, digestive acid spit breath it can do as well yeah. to help defend its home. Um, How does it gain that intelligence? Is it just through that metamorphosizing process? Yeah, when it goes into metamorphosis, it gets bigger, smarter, and stronger. Uh, Same. These are actually Same. like very hard things to hit. Like the young ones have an AC of 16. Yeah, I assumed with the uh, chitin armor, they would be. Uh, yeah, the young have a 16, the adult have an 18, and the uh, hive lords have an AC of 20. Oh, don't mess with these guys. So even the young ones, even though they're like only a challenge rating of 1 8th, it's, and only have 9 hit points, you have to hit them at least twice, more than likely. If you're a magic user, though, I assume their saving throws aren't terribly mm. high? No, but also like... Yeah, you can, but like if you're fighting these, you're probably, the, especially like the young ones, you're not going to be necessarily a high level. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like they don't have great saving throws, but you still have to like hit them. Yeah. Which is harder as a magic user sometimes. But yeah. I feel like if their AC is that high, it might be the better call. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a lucky roller, which I am not. Yeah. Also, like the Hive Lords, though, a fun thing about them is like they're smart enough to like know if they are outmatched and outclassed. And uh they also have like been seen to like try to communicate using a combination like body la- body language and gestures that like it won't it doesn't want to fight and we would like rather oh. like you just like kind of leave them alone i respect that i respect yeah. that they're like please just don't fuck with us it's like hey man <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you pass it's fine don't mess with us cool. we won't mess with you <laughs> things are fine um I like that yeah and you know how like ants are like repul- like you know how, like ants release a pheromone when they die that like mm-hmm. tells other ants like hey i'm dead yeah uh, the Kruthic actually have something kind of similar to them where they're, they're repelled by the sulfur smells of their dead. And because of that, there is a thriving market for their blood and body parts. And armors are able to use their like Kruthic chitin to create lightweight, lightweight like armor and shields that were used to like repulse them. Also, I, I just wrote down as a question, are there uses for parts of these monsters? <laughs> and you keep answering them. <laughs> There's a lot of lore. I love it. I love it. I just think it's funny because like when you were closing your window, I went and ri- wrote that down. It was like, <laughs> I have a good question. Then you answer it. It's fine. 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 Um, <laughs> no, so like these were a lot of this information came from a Dungeons and Dragons magazine released during fourth edition. Um, back when like Dungeons, back when Wizards of the Coast cared about giving us extra information about things and not just how much can we how quickly can we produce the next module or the next yeah. expansion or whatever yeah how much money can we make yeah I get that. Uh, so there's like a, there's a lot of fun things about in those magazines um yeah i feel like you found nice. a lot of really good resources in those magazines i haven't looked at them as extensively as you have when i'm doing my research every, but... look every now and then i'll see like something brings up like magazine whatever and i was like mm-hmm. 
see if I can find a free copy online, yeah. a free, uh, very legal, totally paid for copy uh, online. Yep. <laughs> um, and I was like, read through it li- really quickly to see if there's any fun extra things that aren't mentioned. I could way to do it. Yeah. I find Reddit threads. You know, those also work. It's my tactic. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned uh, earlier that they're very like hard to control. Mm-hmm. And in an effort to control the Kruthic, a warlock created an artifact called the Rod of, Rod of Kruthic Command. Uh, he okay. made it by petrifying a hive lord and then binding the mind of the hive lord to the body and then cutting off one of the limbs and fabricating it into like a wieldable rod. That so sounds like warlock business, yeah. Yeah, it is like basically like one of the scythe legs that has the mind of a hive lord trapped inside of it, and it lets you dominate one kruthic at a time. So if you use it, you have it's like you try to you have to use it on the hive lord of whatever hive you're command find. And then use that as like a shadow puppet thing. Oh, interesting. Um, now I'm thinking of a whole. Great. I'm thinking of a whole campaign set around this, and it's it's not a good campaign. Don't do this at home. I don't think like it's a great magical item, but like if you happen to have a Kruthic, if you happen to find it, and then happen to go Kruthic hunting, I guess it's better than nothing. Can't say I've ever wanted to do that, but I didn't know these existed until now. So I don't think how I don't know how nutritious they'd be for like food purposes probably not very if they smell like sulfur and are very insect like i mean you can eat bugs technically not that i want to but like you can you can eat a lot of things that people just probably shouldn't humans shouldn't yeah but humans are dumb sometimes and we do eat those things true uh yeah so that's everything that i found about crew thicks i'm impressed it was a lot more than i thought there would be about them honestly oh yeah absolutely it's so these are not a creature I'd ever heard of. I've never heard anyone using them or anything even like it. And if I know there's like all this, uh, all this like eco- ecology, is that the right word? I'm here for it. Sure. All this like ecology and like background stuff that is just like largely lost in fifth mm-hmm. edition just because there, I, I don't know, the more I do this podcast, the more I realize that like there's a lot of things that Wizards of the Coast slash D&D just kind of expects you to know from previous mm-hmm. editions. And I wish there was more availability for like the newcomers mm-hmm. to have all this lore from all these other things. Well, I think it makes the world feel more real, you know, Yeah. like, you know, a lot of people use D&D Beyond. And when you look at the monster sheets for those, like you don't get a whole lot with them. It's just like, these mm-hmm. are the stats. These are the spells they can use. These are sometimes how they work or sometimes their interactions, but like not yeah. very much. Maybe where you'll find them, but like. You don't get all of these details, which I think makes it the like encounters you have with them a lot more purposeful. You know? Yeah, I think it's when you know the reasoning behind the system or behind like the creatures, it lets you as a DM create better encounters and lets the players kind of like know how to navigate those without necessarily fighting as much. Mm-hmm. Like if I know I'm big and intimidating and I can just scare them into letting me pass and yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun to like learn about these. They're neat. Uh, they're they're fun little like. They're not little. Praying mantis. They're not little, but they're. They're just they're little like, guys. They're, they're just little guys. <laughs> they're just trying. They're just hungry. They just want to feed their families. I think like it's one of the things that's very like interesting to note is during all this research, there's no mention of them being like malicious or evil. Mm-hmm. They are just creatures that exist who are trying to find food and happen to find food near supernatural energies a lot. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, we're going to go to our mini game. <laughs> I think that was a perfect segue. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode. As always, if there is one thing we implore that you do, it is share us with a friend, whether you share this episode specifically or just the podcast in general. Tell somebody who you think would like it about it. Tell us tell us about people, you know? Tell people about us. Whichever. You could tell us about people too if you want to send us emails, I suppose. But yeah, share us with friends. It is the absolute best way for us to grow. And we love seeing new people come in and be excited about learning all these fun things. In case it wasn't obvious, this episode was one of my favorites that we've done. Um, there is a lot of fun lore to be found in these creatures, and it's fun to share that with everyone. So yeah, that's, that's what we want. If you can do one thing, tell people about us. Force us down their throats. I implore you, <laughs> please. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. Let's get back to the show. Speaking of segues. <laughs> uh, all right. Mini game today we were playing is called Fantasy Feast. I'm so excited. I'm going to give you the name of fantasy food and you will tell me for, uh, where it came from. For example, if I gave you ambrosia. It came from the Olympus. I don't know. Yeah. Greek mythology. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Olympus. So is that, is that how we're doing this? So, yeah. What, okay. what uh, like book, place, mythology it came from. I would have also accepted Percy Jackson for ambrosia. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, so every answer is Percy Jackson, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> We're going to start off really easy. Uh, Lembos. That is Lord of the Rings. That is from the Lord of the Rings The series. elven food that feeds the you. Elven. Like you have to eat a little and it feeds and it you for like you for a day. Except and if you're Sam, a hobbit. And yeah, Sam ate what, like three loaves? I don't think it was Sam. I think it was Pippin. Mary and Pippin one, who did that. One of the two. Some, Sam, Sam tried to like keep it and then Smeagol threw it off the edge because Smeagol could oh, be doing right. Smeagol things. I am that's really right. into Lord of the Rings. Don't mind me. I watched the entire series, uh, like Hobbit, like all the Hobbit I'm movies sorry. and the entire series. Uh, they weren't bad. Uh, recently, like uh, in a one giant thing for the mm -hmm. first time. And let me tell you, that is not the way to no. get into the series. No. Did you watch I the extended so editions of Lord of the Rings? Tired. Yeah, you don't do yeah. that. The extended editions are worth it, in my opinion, but don't don't do it in a day. That's that's brutal. I usually watch them once a year, though. And we split up over two days. We watched Hobbit on the first day, and then all the Lord of the Rings expended like uh, big long movies the next day. That's it, and, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It, 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 yeah, there was a lot happening. I was not interested. A little it's not bad. Yeah, but. a little bit of matcha lore. We can cut this out if you want to. But when me and Austin got married, you know how most people have like a Bible at their wedding, where you know the officiants like. Did you guys do it on the Samarillion? No, we did it with an illustrated copy of The Hobbit cute it, it was really cute we still have it in the house and it makes me happy every time i see it that's very cute we're cheesy right. the next food uh if you want to ask questions about these two i will try to give you answers that aren't like giving away the answer okay. you know okay. if you want like more information like want like 
just you know if you have questions about it feel um, free to ask i'll try uh Maybe. this is pan galactic gargle blaster i want to say that's like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy because it feels very much like that <laughs> it, it is from hitchhiker's guide yes! to the galaxy <laughs> uh it is described by having after two of these babies the dullest by most uh the most by the book vorgon will be up in the bar stilettos yodeling mountain shanties and spring he's the king of gray banding its effects are similar to having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick and you know what Good. that's the drink i need same same i love those books oh it's so good <laughs> uh next is uh methegolin m-e-t-h-e-g-l-i-n this sounds like some norse shit it's probably not but it feels like some norse shit uh you know i actually don't know much about the series i know okay. you know about this series though hmm. is it a book series it is a book series i think technically it's supposed to be a trilogy but from what I've heard recently, that's is it King kind Killer? of a meme. Is it King Killer Chronicles? It is from the King Killer God Chronicles. I'm glad you understand that. You haven't read it. You would actually like those books, but you would also be furious like the whole fandom because book three will never come. Mm. And it breaks all of our hearts because it answers none of the questions. Well, you don't need to answer questions. You can just make fan fiction. He's so depressed. He doesn't want to write. And that makes me depressed. <laughs> not every book needs a resolution you know it does sometimes, though it, nah yes sometimes it's go best to leave them. things unanswered go, go read them and then say that to me cool okay i will okay do it right now i need to do a reading for book club actually today, i do too. i do too that's one All of right. my goals today next one is a uh, duff beer all I can imagine is like a shitty Budweiser ad. Duff beer. That's my, <laughs> that is my man voice. I hope you enjoyed that. Duff beer. Thank you. That's so much better than anything I could do. It's like you're a guy or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Duff though. Uh... I will say this is from a TV show, not necessarily oh, no. anything fantasy. Oh no. Oh no. What genre is it in? Um, adult animation. Not like anything lewd, just like animation for adults. Hmm. I don't know. It's from The Simpsons. Okay. I was thinking of like Futurama and I was like, it's not in that because yeah. I've seen Futurama too much. I can see it in The Simpsons. I've been getting a lot of Simpsons on my TikTok recently. I don't know why. It's, I've never you know, watched The Simpsons. So sometimes uh, TikTok does things. I get a lot of wife swap on my TikTok, which I actually really love. That sounds too much <laughs> drama for it's me. It's terrible. It's so bad. But I love it so much. <laughs> All right. The last uh, fictional food we have for you today is Bueno Nacho. Bueno Nacho. This is another one from a TV show. Is it like a kid's show? Because it feels mm -hmm. like it's from a kid's show. It is from a kid's show. Hmm. I feel like you know this. I, I feel like I do too, but I can't place it. Part of me really wants to say, hey, Arnold. So I'm going to say, hey, Arnold, even though I know it's that's not. not it. I know it's not it, but I don't know. I'm not even on the same channel. You got to tell me because I don't know. That's as It is uh, from Kim Possible. <sighs> See, I, I didn't watch much Kim Possible growing up. Really? Yeah. I think I saw a couple episodes, but I wasn't. 
I wasn't a Kim Possible girly. I don't know. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, it's very hard to look up fantasy foods without just getting a bunch of fucking cooking recipes. Yeah. That makes sense. I like the idea of the minigame, though. It's solid. Yeah. Uh, other ones I was going to include were like Roast Beast from How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Schnozberries. And mm. then I looked up what Schnozberries was, and it was really originally a euphemism for penis. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> so I said, no, thanks. <laughs> but you still brought it up because you couldn't control yourself. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> we are children at heart. Don't mind us. Or do oh, because you're listening to us. You know, someone has to have fun here. It's you. It's it's me. Me specifically. <laughs> I have to have fun. Here. All right. Any questions about the Kruthik? Well, you kept answering them, so I don't have a That's lot. That's because I did good job prepared. research. You were prepared. You're like, I'm not just going to ask this question. Yeah, I was. Um, so first I have, a, are they hive mind creatures? Creatures. Are they hive mind creatures? Ooh. Ooh. These hive mind creatures. <laughs> no, I don't think these are hive mind creatures. Uh, no, they are not hive mind. They're just very sociable. Yeah. Like They are very sociable creatures, but they have a hive-like stru uh, structure in their society. What does their language sound like? Like, I imagine it was like a bunch of like chattering clicking sounds. Yeah, it's a lot of like chittering and like uh, skittering of their legs is what it was described as. <laughs> chittering, skittering, and pheromones. Okay. So this isn't necessarily relevant, but you know, I have ADHD, so this is how my life is. But I, in the book series that I just finished, there is these sentient space spiders we won't go into yeah. that too much it's not space spider smut i swear to god <laughs> your sss space spider smut classic you know but they communicate through like gestures of their legs and through tapping and so i assume it's something kind of similar to that yeah which i like every single time i tell you about books i'm reading you assume it's smut and i've read like four smut books <laughs> I'll live it down. More than I've ever touched. You're fucking missing out, man. Sometimes. The problem is, right, as a as a male presenting person, uh, it is much harder to read smut in public. That's why you use being, a Kindle. Uh, very obvious. Uh, <laughs> fair. Read it in private, Cole. Yeah, I have other things to do in private. That sounds that sounds worse. <laughs> that sounds so much worse. <laughs> There are video games I'd rather be playing in my private. <laughs> I'm dead. It's fine. Uh, other questions. 10 out of 10 episode right here. This, this, is this is our 12th episode. We've done a dozen of these now. Hey, let's go. That's awesome. Okay. The other question that I had is, are there variants of these? Like, do they live in different places or like are the ones in the hells different or if not, what variants would you make? Uh, there wasn't anything like described as variant, but it did mention that like they will mutate as they grow. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that if they have a Kruthik in an area long enough, they will probably adapt to that kind of area more than other ones. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wouldn't be opposed to adding variances. I think having stuff, having ones that are like more adaptable being like underwater would be fun. I just mm -hmm. love water shit. I love water themed things. Cool. Uh, but also i don't, I don't to want to see that in the water at all no you know, I, I i want it to like i don't actually want to be in the water i want to be like those one of those uh like water 
crawling bugs. Uh, like, like a stick bug where it walks on the water. Yeah, but like much bigger and still somehow able to float on top of the water. See, I imagine it kind of like a crab Ooh. where it can go on the surface, but it can also go underwater. And I also like the idea of it being able to like bury itself and then pop up because that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Imagine like you're just having a casual swim and this fucker just like pops up and grabs you and takes you under. I don't want that. Which means it's a great monster. I'm trying to think of like other areas. I so want kind like, of like a lava one because they're from the house. Like, they kind of already are lava. They're not necessarily. You're very blurry. <laughs> uh, like they don't have like any fire resistance or anything. Mm-hmm. But they are, they already tend to like be around lava. Yeah. See, I want one that's like. Is just lava? Well, no, I want one with like obsidian plates, you know, like oh, that would be so cool. Terrifying. Yeah. And then they're like just completely resistant to like lava and heat and fire and all that stuff. And then maybe instead of like the acid they spray, maybe it's like lava they spray because that's terrifying. That would be gross and scary. And I don't want that anywhere near me, please. That's why they're in the hells and not. Yeah. <laughs> active volcanoes you know yeah active fantasy volcanoes i do really like the fact that they're like drawn to these like magical spots so i think that's really interesting and i feel like I there's like... a lot of opportunities there in campaigns to like utilize that absolutely i love the idea like adventurers figure that out and then we're foolhardy to be like yeah i'm just gonna follow this con- or carnivorous flesh-eating hive of creatures just see it might lead me somewhere nice i'm now trying to imagine a group of adventurers it would be a thieves guild yeah but i'm imagining them dressing up like you know like the adults or like the kids in the trench coat thing it's basically that but as this like your halloween horse parody costume where it's one two halves of a horse but instead it's four people making one crew thick walking around on stilts (laughs) yeah that's what i want that is terrible. <laughs> and see, you're getting it from a dead one. And so they're kind of repulsed by you anyways. And they're not going to investigate you because they're sulfur smelling. I feel like that would make you stand out more. Because like the, the adult, the, uh, the uh, hive lord has like human level intelligence. They have an intelligence of 10. That's intimidating you just avoid that chamber okay just avoid the hive lord yeah just avoid him and you'll be fine or maybe like everyone could dress up as like little ones like little baby ones because they're smaller don't dress up as a hive lord because then shit's gonna get bad but any other questions i think that's it since you answered most of them earlier i did good research you did do a good job these were really interesting i really liked them yeah it's amazing what happens when you actually give your creatures lore and wow. like a structure to their society. They become interesting to people. Who'd have fucking thought Wizards of the Coast? What are we doing next episode? We are going to start a little series on dragons. Woo! This I... is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> dragons are uh, terrifying, both yeah. like in universe and to like talk about because there's just so much lore surrounding every single aspect of dragon yep they're important though and i think it will be fun to kind of explore i'm not sure exactly how we're going to structure it so we'll talk about that a little bit more but i assume like 
for however long we want to do this. We'll each kind of like pick one, talk about it in depth for an episode, and then we'll go on to a different variant or a different one specifically. We'll figure it out. But Do you know which one you want to talk about? I have no idea. I didn't look at it that far. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about dragons, week. though, so we'll Imagine figure it out. There'll be one episode about some type of dragon, maybe, possibly. Or maybe we'll change it and it'll be about something else. Who knows? A crabfish. <laughs> was, what was it called that I sent you? Uh, crabfish. It wasn't a crabfish. Um, cave fisher. Yeah. Cause those or hags. Or hags. Hags would be very interesting. But I also feel like those are very complicated, too. Kind of. Hags are... Another creature that like has suffered due to the gamification of D and D. Yeah. One day we'll talk about those. Maybe next week, or we'll talk about dragons. Need more magical abilities. That's all I'm going to say. And yeah. more like less defined magical abilities. I think they need to be like flexible with what yeah. they they do based on their. I know D and D isn't the greatest greatest system for that type of flexibility mm-hmm. when it comes to magic, but I do like creatures that kind of have the ability to like yeah they can just make curses and yeah. it's up to you to figure out what kind of curses they like to do mm-hmm. so up to the like the type of hag and their goals and personalities and stuff i think it's yeah. better that way too thank you all for listening to this episode of Kruthix of keepers of the monster guild if you want to follow us on our twitter we have that follow us on our individual twitters those are all in the episode description leave us emails reviews ratings Share us with all your friends. Uh, share us with all your enemies. Share us with that weird uncle uh, who is still kind of nice. Not the not the one who's mean, but like the weird nice one. Yeah. That is kind of a black sheep, but he's a lovable black sheep. The one who's like goes on vacation. You're not, not quite sure what he does for his job, but he's able to afford five vacations a year to all these exotic places. And you're pretty sure he might be part of the mob. Some to that uncle. Yeah, that's that's our audience we want. That uncle. Yeah. The mafioso <laughs> is our audience. The mafioso who likes monster lore. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you all for listening. Keepers of the Monster Guild is created by Machamello and Cole Driscoll. It is edited by Cole, and our intro music was created by April O. Links for everything are in the episode description. Go be the hive lord of your friend group. Bye.